Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, the other Dr. Mintel, my husband, Norm. And every weekend, we're here, we're doing life together, and as always, we're just so glad you've joined us. Ho, ho, ho. It's that yes. time of year yes. weekend, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I know it's not quite yet Christmas, but are you over it? Over what? Christmas? Over Christmas? No, no, just a second. I'm not Scrooge. (laughs) We don't mean are you over the holiday itself. Instead, are you overspending? Hmm, maybe overeating, overstressed. That's the kind of over we're talking about today. Well, thanks for clarifying uh, that because it was a little scary to hear you say, are you over yeah. Christmas? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, we haven't Not even gotten yet. there yet. <laughs> but that's good because with all the wonders of the holiday, I mean, Norm, we can overdo, we can overindulge and that causes stress and mm. financial problems. Yep. I think we would all agree there's a lot of excess during the holidays and it's something that we need to be mindful about. Because Because of these overages, let's begin with one of the most obvious, overeating. From Thanksgiving to New Year's Day, food abounds, delightful treats, tempting sweets. I got some today in my office and I was snacking all afternoon. you didn't bring them home. No, I'm keeping them (laughs) in my office. Thank you very much. Those beautiful food baskets, the always welcome gourmet chocolates, which I brought you the other night and you began eating. Those were great. (laughs) It's enough to send even the most controlled eater into a frenzy of eating. And then it all comes with a price if we're not careful about it. Those pounds that we might be able to put on that we dread, we fear. The big question is, you know, can I get through this holiday eating season without putting on weight? And so I've heard some people say, forget the dream of a white Christmas. I'm looking for a light Christmas. (laughs) 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 Well, I know that weight loss and overeating are specialty areas in your practice. In fact, you've co-authored the bestseller Lose It for Life and a number of other weight loss books. Press pause before you eat, breaking free from compulsive overeating and raising healthy kids. By the way, those resources can be found on your website, right? Yeah, they're, they're there. You can click on them on the book tab. And listen, it's really hard to lose weight any time of the year, right? So when we do shows on weight loss, we talk about how difficult that is. But this time of year, it's especially hard because of all those extra foods and the parties that mm-hmm. you go to. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned, all the office goodies that come in, family meals, get together. You know, Norm, I was thinking about my aunts. And we say aunts in Michigan. Aunt. Do you, some people say South. aunt. I don't, I don't know what the difference is. I don't know where in the country people say aunt. Uh, well, the South. Certainly. Is it? I don't know. But in Michigan, where I'm from the Midwest, we always said aunt. But my Aunt Betty, my Aunt Ruth, my Aunt Mart, my mom. Your mom. Oh, my gosh. They could make the best pies. They, we always said they could open a pie shop if they really wanted to. And so when they bring those extraordinary baking skills to the table, it's really hard to resist that. And when you see it, 
you want to eat it. Amen, sister. <laughs> hey, I want to know something. I've heard that the average person can gain five to 10 pounds during the holiday. Is that true? Well, there are researchers at the National Institutes of Health that actually conducted a study about that. And they found that people tend to gain not five to 10, but 1.0 pounds was the average, (laughs) 1.05 actually, uh, during the holiday eating season. So it isn't as big of a number as we think, but the problem is, even though the, the gain is less than maybe we thought or we imagine, the weight is actually harder to lose. Hmm. And that's in part because we're less active during this time of year. And over time, that extra pound here and there contributes to what becomes then a steady weight gain. So if you're someone who's overweight, that weight gain is usually worse than even that predicted pound. So winter weight is harder to lose. Yeah, well, you just keep it on and you're less active uh, if you yeah. think about it, unless you're you make an intention right. to be active. Or you live in Florida where you can still take your walk. Yeah, or but. Phoenix or some <laughs> other warm place that you can go. I think we need some talking points to help us overcome overeating. What do you think? Yeah, so I think the first one, the very first one, Norm, would be just pace yourself. You can't give in to everything that comes across your desk or at home or Hmm. across the meal. And it's that (laughs) press pause idea that I had in that book. Mm -hmm. So you have to press pause, take a bite, maybe a piece, and then move on. And actually, there's some really interesting research about it's the first couple of bites of a food that really give you the full flavor satisfaction. Hmm. And then after that, it kind of goes downhill. So if you just really enjoy the first two bites of something... You really get the most bang for your buck. Well, my problem is the first few bites make me want to take the next <laughs> no, few bites. Well, you have to slow it down. So that's the pause principle. Pause, get some awareness of what you're eating, understand why you're eating at that moment. I mean, just because it's there doesn't mean you should indulge. Get a strategy and then execute. That's the whole press pause before you eat idea. What about deprivation? It's just not doing it. Yeah, um, I think you have to avoid those extremes, right? So if you overindulge, it's a problem. But if then if you start to say, I can't have it, you know, I, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. It's just going to make you want it more. And so what we're really looking for is moderation. That's always our goal. Deprivation is a mindset of mm. then thinking about it a lot. Seeing and then it, you want it more, right? Yeah. So yeah. your mind is focusing on that, wanting that. I got it. Is it possible to actually be disciplined enough in the winter to exercise? I think if, you, if you're really mindful about it, I'm trying to do that. When I went to my doctor, she said she wants me to take at least 4,000 steps a day, at least, and, you know, maybe bump it up to five. And I don't know if 10 is realistic for me, but I, it's because I sit a lot during the day because of my job. Mm-hmm. And so you have to think, okay, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, it's cold outside, but maybe I need to get out. Maybe I need to engage in some type of activity or, you know, take the laundry off of that exercise bike. Because <laughs> a lot of us and use, it. And use it as an actual <laughs> exercise bike and really just make a point of doing that. I, I think we can do it if we're really intentional about it. I'm guessing it's a good idea not to skip meals during the day and then just have one big one. Yeah, that really sets it up, especially if you know you're going to a party. Mm. I've heard lots of my patients say, well, I'm just not going to eat all day and then I'll you know, go to the party and then I can eat whatever I want. Problem with that is it usually sets up a binge because then you start to eat a lot and then you keep eating and it's just not a good way to eat. So I would say don't skip meals. But what about not eating at the party? 
Well, that would be no fun. Well, no fun. <laughs> you could. I mean, you could, but you could pay. I think you have to eat something because it's part of the social thing of what you do. You know, one of the things we recommend is drink a big glass of water before you go. You could even eat an apple because that is really filling. It makes you feel full. And then you won't be so tempted to eat a lot of things when you go. What about if you just eat off the veggie tray? You could do that. You can park yourself next to it. In fact, park. park. <laughs> yeah. That would be difficult for yeah. me. <laughs> well, you well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you could you could bring it because if you're not sure there's going to be a healthy option, then you want to make sure that you bring something healthy. So if you brought the vegetable tray and then you kept munching out of maybe nervousness or anxiety or whatever's going on, excitement of the party, that would be a good option. Hmm. I would imagine that if you spent more time talking to other people, focusing on the people, you might take your mind off the food. I think that's exactly right. And actually, there have been times when I've been so engaged in conversations, I forget to eat when I'm at a party. No, not sometimes. Every time. Every time you see that. Yeah, You're so social. People love to talk to you. I know. And so I don't really think about the food. So that would be a good strategy if Mm -hmm. you're trying to avoid overeating. Okay. So if you threw the party and everybody didn't take their food home, you're left with a whole bunch of food. What should you do with that? Yeah, we just had that. We had some people come over and then they left us all the desserts. And you and I don't (laughs) need the desserts. But what you can do, this is the biggest principle, is don't keep it somewhere on a counter where you can see it. Make sure that you, uh, you know, foil oh, it good. or get rid of it. Put it, Put in, it the in the freezer. Yeah, yeah get yeah. rid of it. Stuff in the freezer rarely gets seen anyway. That's, that's right. Then you won't think about it. And, and here's one, Norm, I don't think a lot of people want to do, but there is some research to say if you weigh yourself regularly during the holidays, you're going to be more mindful and accountable for what you're eating. <sighs> I know, that's that, hard to do. That's, that sounds really Scroogey like. Well, I know, but it helps. We know it helps. (laughs) So this whole thing is about eating because it's instantly available and gratifying, Mm -hmm. right? But Mm -hmm. how do you think about the long term when it's right there? I know. And that's the thing you have to remember on that strategy of pausing. Say to yourself, I can eat it now. But do I do I need to? Do I choose to? So give yourself a choice. Hmm. Tell yourself you can, but then think about the long term consequence, how you're going to feel after you eat that. And then one other cue I, I really want you to think about is when you're in the mall or someplace where you're smelling mm-hmm. all that good food, mm-hmm. that's a cue to eat, too. So make sure you don't do that. OK, so if we just don't overdo it, don't go crazy, don't starve ourselves, we should be okay during we the should holiday be okay. party season. Yeah, and be more mindful of how much you're eating and when you're eating, why you're eating, all of those things that I talk about in, in those books. So my favorite word for our kids was balance. That's right. This works here as moderation. That it does. It does. And then remember everything and you won't have that January regret. Regret. You won't have that January regret. I like that. All right, let's try another over. How about overspending? Yeah. Those entertainment, those decorating costs, for many people, they create great financial stress. The holidays can be very expensive, and I'm guessing if you create a budget, it might help. It does, and, and one of the things you have to guard against is shopping can be like a seasonal balm mm. for somebody who's feeling depressed or lonely or even anxious during the holidays. So the harsh reality of all of that spending when the credit card bills arrive in, in January can be very depressing for people and not make it an easy time. How do I know I'm overspending? Well, don't spend when you're upset 
If you feel a high or a rush, think about that. What's going on? Don't compulsively buy items on the internet. <laughs> uh, what? Have you Everybody done that? Does that? I know. No, you, no just... we, 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 we talk about it. We stop and talk. Do we really need that? Right. So I think we have to do that. You know, don't argue with others about your spending habits. Just figure out a plan ahead of time. And then don't purchase things if it's not in your budget. Mm-hmm. Keep it all mm-hmm. under control. That's the issue. Buy one or two things you need and keep it on control. Okay. Probably helps to feel in control that way. It does. I, I, I know I've got this. I don't have to do this. I have I'm a good. budget. Right. Right. I like that. Well, those are very helpful signs. And right after this break, we're going to give you more tips to help you break overspending and overwhelming stress. Stay with us. There's a whole lot more to come on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Everyone worries, don't they? Well, just listen to the nightly news or read the economic forecast or even talk to your family. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mental. Opportunities to worry present themselves many times during our day. So why would God tell us not to worry when it almost seems like it's impossible? First, he knows the physical damage worry does to our bodies. Second, he wants to calm us down by taking the burden of control away from us. Hey, we don't have control. No matter how much we think we do, he does. And third, he wants us to trust him. The root of worry is doubting God. Doubt is not trusting that God is who he says he is, or he will do what he says he will do. So every day, take your worries to God, rehearse his goodness, accept his grace, and walk in the confidence that he is in control and he's working all things for your good. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Just a reminder that you can follow Dr. Linda on her social media, on her Twitter and Instagram at drlindamental and Facebook, Dr. Linda Mental, author and speaker. You can also listen to this podcast on myfaithradio.com or on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes. Just search Dr. Linda Mental Podcast or go to myfaithradio.com. So we're talking about being over Christmas. Not in the way it sounds like when I say it, but other concerns like overeating, overspending, and overstressed. Before the break, we were identifying some signs of overspending. Is uh, Are we good with that list or do we need to go yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, I did, the only thing I thought of when we were in the break is maybe if you're spending too much time juggling your bills, that mm-hmm. might be a sign that you're you're having to, you know, think about how am I going to pay that bill from that bill? It's You've probably spent too much. So maybe that um, in terms of you know watching your credit card debt, that's the biggest thing to to keep in mind, Norm. And you know if you intend to just need one or two items, stick to that and don't buy a bunch of other things just because it's a deal. Right. And I know that's hard. Right. That's hard for me. I see right. a deal and I think, oh, maybe I can use that. But if you really don't need it. It's not on your list. It's not in your budget. Don't buy it. If you don't have money for the sale, it doesn't matter. That's right. That's, right, a, good, that's right. a good way to think okay, about so it. Okay, so what are some tips to break that overspending pattern? Well, I think you just have to, you know, you have to admit you have a problem. Mm. If you're really, if someone in your family is saying, we don't have money for that, or we don't, you know, we don't have the um, ability to buy all those things that you want to buy or even spend that much on Christmas, you know, maybe putting lights around the house and all the things that people do, you have to admit that there might be a problem. I would say get rid of your credit cards and pay with cash or check if you really struggle with that. Now, 
sounds antiquated in today's culture to not have a credit card to pay by. But sometimes if you're having to put out the cash or you're having to write out a check, it just feels more real. Well, I have another way of taking care of the credit card problem. I had a fraud alert on mine. They yeah. canceled my card and I have to wait seven to 10 days to get a new card. <laughs> well, we don't want that. Hey. No, we don't want that to happen. <laughs> but, you know, you could hide a credit card, hide your credit card during this don't season. Don't carry it in your wallet right, or your purse. And just have it for emergency use only. Um, or maybe give it to a, a spouse or somebody you trust that because you, you're not sure you're going to stop that spending. Hmm. And again, we said make a list and no exceptions if that if you're really having a problem with overspending, just make no exceptions to the list. Okay, here's another good one I thought of. Don't shop online or on TV because that's where the fraud thing happened for us. I know. And then, you know, you know a lot about this because you're a media person, but how they develop those sites to make you go deeper and deeper and to keep getting you to upsell right, right. and buy more. And don't you want one of these? Yeah, and, and this, is only, this is only three for, you know, twenty nine right. ninety nine or whatever. So I think if you're struggling, really try to avoid and do in-person shopping this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And again, leave your money, your credit cards, your checks at home when you're doing errands because you might be out running around and go, wait, right. I could go over there and get that. <laughs> oh, look, there's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or you could uh, be really, really disciplined and said, you know what, I'll go take a walk instead of going shopping. That'd be good. Read a book. Or I could just take a walk at the mall. Well, that would be really hard, wouldn't it? Really. And then we have the old reading problem because we smell those Cinnabons or whatever those are that we can always smell when we go in there, those pretzels. Um, But you do want to think about something you could do. So if you're at home and you're really struggling with, you know, clicking on that Internet site, maybe get a book out, an actual book or a magazine and read something or meditate. Or how about this? How about if you just pray? Oh, well, pray there's for some, a novel thought. Yeah, I mean, right? One of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. So That's we right. can pray and just say, Lord, help me right now. Um, I need some help. Or, you know, just like we do in um, Alcoholics Anonymous, you call a friend and you say, talk me off the ledge. I'm about to make a big purchase. <laughs> you could do that. Yeah. I've had people do that. Except if your friend says, oh, yeah, I just bought it. It's yeah, fabulous. no, no, they have to not be that kind of friend. You have to say to them, hey, I'm having issues. Be that accountability person for me and tell me not to do it. But if you can find that type of person, it could really That's work. That's who you need. All right. The most important thing, though, Norm, about this is get at the root of the problem. Hmm. So buying things, our culture says, is going to make us feel better. But it it really doesn't. We deserve it. Yeah. we It doesn't really fill that empty space. And only thing that will really fill that is a deeper and more intimate relationship with God. He's the only person who's really going to satisfy the cravings that you have. As we said, his self-control comes as a result of receiving and giving his love to you. And he can help you overcome those urges to act out of control in all parts of your life. That's true. That's true. So with the rest of our program, let's talk about the third over. This one's overstressed. Stress does increase this time of year for many, many people. Has to definitely impact our physical health, right? It does. It's really true. Um, It's something I found an article really kind of surprised me. So I had, I did not know this, but I found an interesting study that says Christmas can literally give you a heart attack. Oh, come on. No, no. Listen, the journal is called the Mary, the, the journal article, I should say, is called the Merry Christmas Coronary and Happy New Year Coronary Phenomena. Wow. So researchers actually looked at rates of death from ischemic heart disease in the L.A. area, and they saw an increase in deaths during November, December, 
in January, and they saw a peaking of this at New Year's Day, and then it fell off. <laughs> so they wondered if these death rates had to do with the emotional stress of the holidays, the overindulgence during the holiday season, maybe both of those things. So they widened their study to the entire U.S., and they observed two peak times norm for heart attacks, Christmas and New Year's Day. Wow. So do those heart problems have anything to do with the food that we're eating? Because like we started the show, we were talking about overindulging in food and junk food and sweets. Yeah, actually, they did note that friends tend to bring food gifts. People tend to gain weight during the Mm -hmm. holidays and consume more salt, which can stress an already weakened heart. And, And the meals tend to be more fatty. And of course, there's way more alcohol that's consumed. So the recommendation, obviously, is to avoid salt and excess alcohol. But there were more things other than food that stressed the heart in this study. What else did they notice? Well, they noticed a delay in seeking medical attention. Is it because... The people didn't call or the ambulance didn't get there in time? Well, kind of both. So it's the holidays. And what do you think? You think, oh, it can wait. We're going to have Christmas. I'm not going to – I'm feeling something, but I'm going to wait till after the holidays to go. And I don't want to ruin it for everybody. Right. So what the medical establishment would say to you is don't delay if you're having cardiac symptoms just because it's a holiday Mm because it actually could be a heart attack. And then related to that – People in the healthcare system take off Mm, and you have a lot more strangers who don't know you. Maybe they're taking care of you. They're on call or they're Mm -hmm. filling in for Mm -hmm. somebody and the staff is decreased during the holiday times due to people taking vacation. So basically you, you really don't want to get sick (laughs) during the holidays. I know you can't help it. Well, according to the study, that's when I'm going to. (laughs) No, no, no. But that's when you really don't want to because you might have staffing issues and, and ability to get help. So that is an issue. All right. What about people who have wood-burning fireplaces? Is that respiratory thing part yeah, of this? Yeah, it can increase respiratory problems because of those wood-burning fireplaces because they it can release toxic material into the air. Airborne pollutants are circulated and associated actually with cardiac events and an increase in blood pressure. So the flu comes is this time of year mm-hmm, and a lot of mm-hmm. upper respiratory infections. Well, they make me sneeze. I don't know what it is. I know. The wood, but it stuffs I'm, me yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's an allergy. So your mother always used to say, cover up the kid's ears because it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything to that? I don't know if it's the ears particularly, but colder weather can actually lead to vascular resistance hmm. and coronary spasms and other problems due to Overexertion. Okay, Ma, you hear that from heaven? Yeah, so listen, (laughs) but it was kind of, no, it was related more to this. Okay. Those of you that are not in great physical shape, then you go out and you have to shovel the snow. So most of our listeners are in snow areas, right? Right. Um, The physical exertion, if you have heart problems, can be a problem that time of year. Wow. So daylight saving time is gone. It's regular time. We have fewer hours of sunlight. Is that a problem? There's a lot of information about the reduced daylight and mood and well-being. It's all correlated to less exposure to that daylight. Mm-hmm. And usually now, now I want to say this because of the lights and the darkness. So being too dark or too light can cause negative moods, suggesting that you kind of have to regulate this. So think about all the really bright lights and the Mm -hmm. garish colors you see, and that would be not a good option because it's taxing your brain. Maybe we need to consider the typical Christmas decorations we encounter everywhere. I'm not sure they're all that bright, but sometimes that stress is more than visual. Many people complain about 
Christmas songs. I know you. You always tell our family we can't listen before Thanksgiving. It and stresses me out. I know. Well, it, well, here's the thing: familiar songs can often be perceived more positively than negatively most of the time. But, but to your point, Norm, some argue that it's only true to a point, and after a while, those become annoying and and unpleasant. So there's so few songs. After a while, people get tired of them, and that really is something that we need to right. think about. Well, I had the pleasure of producing Handel's Messiah this past weekend. And if you need good music, anointed, powerful, the most produced, performed sacred music in history, listen to Handel's Messiah. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good suggestion. It's It'll do a lot more for your soul than Jingle Bells. You know what? As we come to the close of this, let's just talk about remembering the meaning of the season. Mm-hmm. When you're starting to get overwhelmed, overstressed, send a Christmas card that reminds people of the spiritual message of the season. Write a letter to a missionary, give a donation, look around your community for ways to serve. Don't get into the self-absorption of the culture. What we want to do is we want to think about the purpose and the meaning. Begin your day with God's words, center yourself. Joy comes from the awareness of the true gift of this season, God's son and his presence. So this holiday season, don't get over Christmas. Focus on the true meaning of the season. For unto us a child is born, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Almighty God, the Prince of Peace. Let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with us. So we wish you all a very Merry Christmas, a very happy and blessed New Year. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer and my co-host, Norm Mintel, who makes this show a conversation, and our technical producer, Katie Sims. From all of us here at Faith Radio, hey, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.